Welcome to Building Great Sales Teams, a show dedicated to making sales teams tick, tick, boom. Great sales teams are not recruited, they are built block by block. Let's get to work. What's up, brother? There he is. How are you? Good. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good, good. What time is it over there? It is 5 a.m. Oh, nice. I got you first thing. 5 a.m. Friday in Sleepy Australia. Is that your normal your normal schedule? 5 a.m. on? Yeah, we start, start every day, every call at 5 a.m. Very cool. It's the only way to get it all happening. I actually used to do that for, um, I had a commercial cleaning building renovation business and we started at 4.30 or 5 a.m. So um, kind of just kept the same schedule and it works well. Yeah, I did uh, 75 hard and, and phase one and the only way I accomplished it was to get up at 4.30 every morning. Yeah. Just got a front load big time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Well, did you enjoy the event? Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was like the Super Bowl of Apex. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, Hell yeah! Did you ever did, were, did you ever have plans to make it, or is travel still tough from Australia to the U.S. or how does that work? Yeah, no, I plan to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan to be there. I just couldn't get there in time. We to get a visa, there was like a twelve month delay. I didn't really know. Um, yeah. That's rough. Yeah, it was tough. So I'm starting the process for next year. Gotcha. I was going to say, yeah. uh, I saw, I was scrolling through your Facebook page and uh, I saw all the pictures and everything everybody was taking in front of your booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, we weren't there, but there were lots of people supporting us. So it was really cool, the shirts and business cards and stuff like that. That's awesome. cool. Yeah. All right, guys, I got Matt Smith, advertiser extraordinaire. He's also a consultant. He's a Forbes content contributor as well as an expert enemy skull drinker. What else are you doing, Matt? Well, as you mentioned, uh, I do drink from the skulls of my enemies, and if you can hear the strangeness in my voice, I'm actually based in sunny Australia. I tell people on the internet I own an island called Australia, and sometimes they believe me. So here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> G'day, mate. G'day, mate, from down under. <laughs> Just really lay it on thick, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I got to make sure I lay my, my Texan accent on real thick like. <laughs> All right, brother, where... Where did this all start? Yeah, good question. Uh, So I was building a commercial cleaning, building and renovation business five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I joined uh, Ryan Stuman's Apex Group back in 2016. Oh, gee. Uh, He gave me a book. Yeah, yeah, old school. Um, In Australia, most people... They're all in the same little coaching groups and they say the same bullshit. And I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to be something, do something different. Um, and I somehow stumbled across Ryan and, and his program and I joined that. And he gave me an advertising book, uh, John Carlton's copyright, kick-ass copywriting secrets or something like that. And I was oh, obsessed. Yeah. Just straight away, I'm like, 
oh, this says everything I feel. This is awesome. So yeah, I he, got stuck right into that. He dropped that book in a uh, Flying Friday one time. And, yeah. And uh, son of a bitch, I never got it. I was going to say I ordered it, but I don't think it ever came in. I got to look back at that order now. But no, continue. I'm sorry. No, no, it's awesome. Make sure you get a, go through it when you get a chance. And, um, yeah, I just started learning how to write. Uh, just got so obsessed with it. I have a very addictive and obsessive personality. Um, and I found something that I really loved. So I started applying that stuff to the business, started growing it, started using social media. And that's when I was introduced to the crazy world of roofing. Um and the home improvement space in America, I met some guys in the Apex group. Um, one of them was one of the biggest roofers in the, in the US. I had no idea who he was. I was giving him shit, having fun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why don't you set up some ads for me? I said, righto, okay. And um, he taught me all about roofing in America. It's so different in Australia. And his ads were very, very successful. We made a few million bucks in our first six weeks. Um, and after that, I had his family, I had his friends, I had all of his colleagues reaching out to me. Uh, and um, I said no to him, mm-hmm. said no to him, because I was too busy with the business I was doing. But when Ryan launched Phone Sites, his, this guy's name's Tim Nussbeck. He and I put a group of about 70 or 80 roofers together. Mm-hmm. I launched the ads that I, that I did for Tim, and I was running ads in every state of America, every county, every location, all in the course of a week. And I got to figure out what really worked and what didn't very, very quickly. The rest is history. That's amazing. Uh, created man. an advertising system that's generated over $500 million in the last three years for the guys. So they're extremely happy with that. Um, yeah. So and that's why we drink from the skulls of our enemy. <laughs> so there's been a lot in this space, especially roofing, because it's such a such a wide open space and there's there's so much misinformation in roofing i feel like because yeah. a lot of roofers i think the joke is if you've got a a, a dodge truck and a ladder you can be a roofer <laughs> right something like that yeah and you know so part of it comes from being a sales organization or sales or centric and then also the install side and maybe you worked for another roofer and then decided to start your own deal and it's it's pr- pretty easy entry level to become an entrepreneur right and so from the time that you're an entrepreneur to the time you actually are starting to run a business, you're looking for leads. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so all the people that kind of feed in between there on those newer businesses and stuff, there's a lot of misinformation out there and stuff like that. And I feel like at least within our community, you're the go-to guy for roofing. Kind of like Josiah Adkins is for Prospect Bacon. I think you guys collaborated on uh, y'all's sponsorship this year. So that was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, look, what do you, what do you think the secret sauce is in there for you that makes you different from other advertisers? Well, I, I actually know what works and what doesn't and more importantly, what to expect because I, I ran ads for, I don't know, probably over a year just to figure out what, what worked. Okay. And there's a few really there's a, there's a few things that no one talks about. I'm very upfront about it that are required to be successful. Um, the first thing you need, obviously you need an ad and a system that works. Facebook advertising, and you, you gotta know which platform's right for you, number one. Facebook advertising is not right for everyone. Um, the level of follow-up that's required 
is far more than most people would appreciate. And if you think about it, people are on Facebook, they're looking at uh, Bernie Sanders memes. Maybe that's a few years old, but uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock memes or yeah. dog and cat videos. They're talking to family. They're doing everything other than looking for a new roof or how to upgrade their solar system and things like that. And the ads are dropped right in front of them. They grab their attention. They stop them in their tracks. So you have someone's attention for a very short period of time. Um, so the number one thing we see is that a lot of business owners don't have a good appointment setting system in place. They don't contact the leads anywhere near enough in order to get a win. And they'll hand off the lead too early to the sales the, the closer. Mm -hmm. So if you don't get the appointment setting right, you're gonna you're gonna piss off the closer because he's chasing down opportunities when in, in from based on what I've seen, it's best to hand them an opportunity at a home with with a qualified, you know, buyer. Yeah. Take away all the problems and let them do what they do best. Um, so that's number one. We re what we've seen that works best is that a call like we have an automated system that sends out a text and an email automatically as soon as a lead is generated, asking them to book an appointment. Mm -hmm. And the guys that have got the, that have had the absolute most success, uh, they contact leads within the first five minutes. They call, they don't get an answer. They call straight back. And then if there's no answer there, they call the leads two to three times a day, every day until they get an answer or not. So it just becomes part of their process that all leads get called twice a day. Um, most people will call the leads two to three times and then, ah, oh, they're crap leads. It's not, it's not that. It's that people need a lot of follow-up, a lot more. And when, you, when it's dialed into a system and it's just part of what you do, you're going to get bad leads, bad numbers, bad whatever. It's just all part of, of, of what you should expect. Um, and those that fight through the bad leads to, and get through to, to focus on the good ones, absolutely kill it. Yeah, the numbers are the numbers, right? As long as you go into Absolutely. it and hey, we're going to do 3%, we're going to do 6%, whatever the case may be, then yeah. let the process happen, right? Yeah. So that was going to be one of my questions is basically, you know, so I'm, I'm a sales organization. You know, a lot of sales organizations li listen to the show. And I think we always struggle with getting into advertising, getting into marketing, lead generation, because we are so used to starting from zero in the conversation with the customer, right? We're at a door, we're on a phone, you know, whatever, we're, we're face to face. Um, and so we're so good at that. We don't really know how to bring in a lead properly and then manage it. So for me, like w the first thing we did when we started advertising for solar is we, we went straight to, to the closers, the lead came in and it went straight to the closers and the closers were, yeah. It was their responsibility to follow up with, to call the leads, right? We gave them some time in the office in the morning to do that, you know, but that didn't work out. So we brought a digital appointment setter in. Yeah. Brand new, never done it before. So we had to walk them through the training and everything. I, I brought in training from different places and stuff like that. That didn't work out, you know? And so yeah. uh, we had an Apex Solar Zoom the other day, and, um, you know, it's all of us solar guys that are from apex and i asked the question you know what is the best way to get the lead to the closer and you know convert in the middle straight to him whatever the case is and uh, one of the guys was saying that he's having success as the in-house lead guy and he does he goes all the way to closing because the customer 
has one voice that they hear the whole time and then they end up meeting yeah. one person. And so out of those three, you know, obviously straight to closer isn't your favorite strategy. You mentioned that earlier. So w- what do you think in, in those terms, how to get that lead to the, to the closer? Yeah, it really comes back down to the right person sitting in the, in the right seat. So it, it can definitely work. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most success I've seen is when there's an in-house team um, who consistently call the leads and then allocate it to the closer. We've had guys that, that we've had business owners who wear multiple hats mm-hmm. and they have the most success because they're the hungriest from what, what, from what I've seen. So it can definitely work a combination of those things. It just comes down to the person's understanding of what's required, um, how much to follow up, how often, um, and not to get disheartened by bad leads or by people not answering. Um, so, I, like, I've seen every type of scenario work, whether it was um, the closer being given the leads and they're following up themselves, the business owner doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. The most success I've seen, though, is when there's an in-house team, they hand the lead and then they then they just schedule for the closer to go out. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense, and that's the... Yeah. the way that we're leaning on it. Okay. Let me ask you something, uh, especially with like sales organizations like mine, I always, I have a hard time with some of the numbers that they're reporting, right? Especially in solar yeah. because a job, you know, can be 50 to 60,000 on the front end. Right. But that, yeah. that dollar amount is going to the installer and then the installer is paying the sales organization. So a lot of times they'll report, Oh, I did $4 million in sales last month. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I know what that means. You know what I mean? By the time yeah. you break it all down, it's actually like 800,000 to your company. You know what I mean? Maybe six yeah. or 700,000 or something like that. You notice a lot of that happening in the business? Yeah. Yeah. There's a fair bit of that. Um, roofing probably, I think people just inflate their numbers. Yeah. Uh, which makes me feel better. An interesting one is the roof, the top 100 roofing, like roofing contractor, top 100, mm-hmm. where you've got to send your numbers in and verify. And maybe not everyone puts their, their details in, but a lot of people that I've seen that talk up big numbers don't seem to be on the page anywhere there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that, that's that the other sense. thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> roofing, that it's, I guess it's similar in the sense that the installers get paid what they get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, the cost of the roof. So it's quite similar to solar. Mm-hmm. Probably the the dollar value is probably about half, but it's quite similar. Um, but yeah, it comes down to the margins and, and then also being able to do a good job. Right. Um, yeah, that's de- like you could be doing two or $3 million a year and not be earning very much money at all. That's quite common. If your margins are whack and you're giving way too much away. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we typically operate, and I'm very transparent about this with my sales teams and stuff, we're 65% to the uh, sales organization, or not sales organization, but sales people, whether that's man- that's management all the way down, right? And then 35% to the company. And then obviously that goes to staff, rent, and then uh, uh, stationary yeah. expenses and profit, you know? And so uh, I've been operating on those margins for about 12 years now. And uh, I feel like that's kind of fair, you know what I mean, across the board. And, it, and it, it's always done well for me. So, um, you know, I asked about the, the, the transition and, you know, we were talking about uh, a little bit about MDM before. 
we started recording here. And what I've noticed is, uh, you know, especially after I first joined MDM, like you were all over the place. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was Matt Smith yeah. every, every five seconds. And maybe it was because you were new to my algorithm or whatever the case was. But then I saw you in the entourage group too. And um, so I, I'm, I've been very curious. How did you create such a, such a, so many strong relationships within Apex besides being there, you know, since 2016, I feel like you've made an impact in that, in that group big time. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely the, it's, it's the, it's what helped me create this business today. I'm so grateful for Ryan, for Drewby, for all the people in Apex Mm -hmm. to find your family of choice. It's uh, truly amazing. But I, I was pretty quiet in there for a few years. I've been in there quite a long time now. Um, I, I started to figure out like, uh, uh, most marketers, I hate most marketers because they say the same <laughs> thing. They're not real. Like they just, they took a course, right? And nothing against that. I think that's good, but they all say, I can help you get 20 to 30 leads or appointments a month. That's their, it's on their banner. I'm like, oh, I want to, and I, I saw a billboard that I think Andy Frisella got it from somewhere and put it up. And it says, uh, it said, um, you know what's wrong with society? No one drinks from the skulls of their enemies no more. I'm like, ah, oh, that is how I want to live life. And I just went, I just started posting about that. I drink from skulls. I take the souls of my enemies. Just like <laughs> it was my way of saying, I, I will do, I will go all in. I will do absolutely everything within my power to win and anything else is not good enough. Um, and then people started following along. They're like, oh, I love this skulls thing. People <laughs> yeah. started messaging me skulls, skulls. People started sending me packages in the mail. They'd randomly ask my address and I'd get ice cube things of, and cups and uh, banners. And I've got in the office here, I've got skulls all over the joint. It's really cool. Um, so that started creating this little following. Um, then when phone sites launched, I had like this cool little crew of guys that started making the better money than they've ever made in their lives. And they, they really started like posting about me and sharing those, the, the wins and the success and things like that. Um, and that's what created this little mini, I don't know if it's a cult or anything, but like this cool little following thing, um, that started to give, to take its own legs and, uh, I started seeing Trump love him or hate him. I, I kind of like him. It's the way he brands himself, the way he gets attention. He'd be the best. He'd have to be the best marketer. In I was going to say, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's one There's of the no, best president. No one, he, yeah. <laughs> and he died. I think he did some really good things, but um, that's controversial, I guess. I can say it because I'm Australia. I can say he's not my president because no, we don't even have one. So. <laughs> Neither's the other guy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I, I started seeing from him, like when you've got, when you, you can own your keywords, mm-hmm. and this is the most important thing I think we'll cover for a, a sales consultant, uh, a closer, uh-huh. is that when you brand yourself and when you own your keywords and people remember things about you that, that you know, no one like you start to take over keywords and what that means is like when people see a skull they'll think of me um just in our little circle right right right. when when i say i've got the greatest hair on the internet or anything about hair people start to think of me because i 
I've taken over these key words. I own them. They're dancing around in people's heads, but they don't even know why. It's just kind of crazy. Um, crazy Aussie or um, all the silly things that I do have been branded to me. And that's the big opportunity people can do is when if they come up with something very simple, very catchy, make America great again. Yeah. Uh, I drink from skulls. There's, there's something simple. And what, what I noticed is if I keep saying it, people will start saying it back to me. Mm-hmm. And then when, and when someone else starts saying it, other people start to join in. And that's when it starts to take its own legs. Um, and that's when you start to own your own keywords. And there's, and it's really powerful. Yeah, it really is. There's levels to it too, though. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, I know Ryan, every time he does a long form post at the end, he does rise above. Right. Yeah. But that's not as catchy as I drink from the skulls of my enemies or I have the best hair on the <laughs> internet. Right. So there's, I feel like there's levels to it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously hardcore closer that stuck, you know, but when <laughs> yeah. you, when you meet them and you interact with them, you know, there's nothing hardcore about him. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously yeah. his background and everything, but it's yeah. like he's an intense dude, but he doesn't have to close you because of the machine he's built. By the time that's you right. get to him, you're like, take my money. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's the genius in it. And I think that's what works for you as well is, uh, yeah. you know, hey, you need to call Matt Smith. He drinks from the skulls of his enemies. What? What are you? He's a marketer? <laughs> I don't understand. No, no, no. Just trust me. He drinks from the skulls of his enemies. And then by the time they get to you, they're like, who's this mythical Matt Matt Smith character? You know what I mean? And so it just just builds that hype. No, it's genius. I love it. Um, Hype, curiosity, all these things mixed into one. Yeah, absolutely. So... What do you what do you think's next for is it just Matt Smith Consulting or do you have a couple of other ventures or investments and stuff like that? Yeah, so we've got a few things going on. I bought where we live here in Sleepy Australia. My wife and I bought um, a decent parcel of land, so we are actively developing it, cutting it down into smaller blocks. That's been that was something I did back when I started uh, joined Apex. Couldn't mm-hmm. really afford it found a way to make it work um, and that's that's paid off very nicely um, we have Matt Smith consulting and we do the digital advertising the Facebook and SEO and Google ads and things like that but the, ne- the next piece of what we're developing and it's planned for Q3 Q4 mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of things number one I have my automated system that that I include with all of our advertising um, we're turning that into a product, like a SaaS-based product. So I get a 75% or 80% response rate from every lead we generate um, through our system that we have. It's so dialed in, works in pretty much every industry. Um, so we're going to turn that into a product that people can buy um, and it'll automate their, their follow-up process. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, then I'm going to very keen to, to create a product based around how to position and attract people to you. That's okay. something I've done better than most. Uh, I feel I, I would say uh, so too, mainly because I'm assuming most of your clients are in the U S and you're in Australia. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you've done it without the geographical benefits of being here. So I think that's, yeah. that's huge. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. 
that's the big thing. I've never met anyone. I can't wait to meet everyone. Uh, but I've never been in the same room, never been in the same country or time zone. Um, and still every day we get 20 to 30 people reaching out. Uh, takes a mountain of effort to get through them all, mm-hmm. packed into the day. It's a great thing to have. And I'd love to show people how we do that. Um, so there, there's some of the things. And then whether whether we do either a program, like a done with you program for contractors, um, or a done with you program for advertisers, showing them how to do things right. One of those two things. Uh, I would. There, I would there's some. I would lean into that, right? Because there's only yeah. so much that you and your team can handle, right? So I, I feel like the biggest opportunity for you guys is in franchising, essentially. You know, yeah, and it's you know, Doug Mitchell Consulting, and you know, I join your your group, and y'all y'all coach me up on everything, and and I execute like Matt Smith does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that could be massive, and I think yeah, probably the next fifty advertisers I throw a rock at would jump on that. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so on the the SaaS product, so. Is that like a go high level or, you know, when you say you can package it and deliver it to a client and then they can just drop their product in it, you know what I mean? They don't have to know these CRMs. They don't have to be versed in them or how, how I guess, automated is it? Yeah, good question. So, yeah, we, we do use go high level. We've got it heavily customized to how we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's our version of that and the way that we do it. Um Oh, so yeah, it'd be like a SaaS product. We would provide setup and training and things like that. And mm-hmm. it'd be really plug and play, get delivered to you, all, all loaded in, ready to rock and roll. So whether we do some coaching with it or how it's fully delivered, um, definitely be coaching uh, with it. Just whether we provide like a VA or someone to help set it up, I think that would be pretty cool too. Yeah, I think it's it's heavily needed in the industry. Right, yeah. because I I yeah. purchased a go high level product before, and then we got it, and we're like, shit, we don't know how to use this. You know no what one. I mean? Yeah. And my admin, <laughs> my admin's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's three or four months later, and she's figured out a lot, and she, you know, yeah. she built her own funnel the other day out of it. Oh wow! And so, you know, we're figuring it out uh, as we go. But there's definitely a big gap in training on just the go high level system in general is what I'm noticing. Yeah. And I have yeah. her as part of uh, there's a go high level group. You know what I mean? It's like a hundred bucks a month or something like that. And she can pull training videos, but our, our go high level looks different from theirs. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, yeah, it gets, it gets real hairy there. You know what I mean? So I think there's a, yeah. there's a big need for the coaching piece of that that product for sure yeah coaching piece and then one of my buddies who's who's done quite well in the auto car industry mm-hmm. that's where i kind of got the idea that the the support needs to be next level and the ability for someone to on a team to jump in and show your team and hold their hand and get it just set up yeah that too yeah that's where you get yourself i feel absolutely and a lot of the the guys that push these products, they're, they're one guy with, a, you know, maybe a few VAs. And so it's like you reach out to them and, all right, well, if I show you, it's going to be like 250 an hour. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, it's exactly. not really scalable, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, 
fortunately they bring 250 to the hour they bring probably more than that but that's one of those things that you know maybe it, it needs to be a, a smaller cost of entry to to get that done yeah okay so go go back to the land parcel so you're you're just basically developing it and then selling off pieces how much are you going to keep that's out of work um, we'll keep probably two acres. We live so where we bought it backs into this like mountain reserve thing. There's mm-hmm. kangaroos jumping all around the joint, which That's is and, uh, there's millions of them here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like cows there is for millions us. of them here. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not where like I think a lot of Americans think they're just everywhere in Australia. In the main, they're not in the main cities or anything. You right. got to go a bit rural normally to see them. But we have thousands of them because we live in this bush retreat thing. Um, it backs into this, like, we live on the back of this hill and it backs into this mountain thing. It's pretty cool. Um, so we'll keep the back bit and we'll do some really good um, parcels of land deals for people to to buy their first block of land and build their first home. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite exciting. It takes quite a while here to do, unfortunately. Like, it's a two- to three-year process from when right. you first break ground and things like that there's a fair bit of red tape to jump through but it's just a process and we'll go through it um so yeah it'll be it'll be good when it's finished nice did you Mm. have you always lived in the country or did you live in the city before uh lived in the city for a lot where i used to live about an hour from the the major city and where i live now is about two hours Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i grew up i grew up near the city it's been good. I moved to this little town to go and build that commercial cleaning and building and renovation business. So it's kind of weird how it's all worked out. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. Uh, I just got <laughs> three acres in a in a small little town. It's about forty five minutes outside of San Antonio, Texas. Ah, and nice. uh, so we're going through the, uh, you know, they put a or she put a manufactured home on it at first, and then. I came in and I did the grass, you know what I mean? Had the grass done or whatever in the garage and the fence, you know what I mean? Like it's different building it all from scratch the way you want it. You know, I have a yeah. massive backyard that's just so unnecessary, you know what I mean? But it's all <laughs> fenced in, green grass across it, you know? And the kids nice. and the dog can run like crazy. So yeah. we're 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 enjoying it. It's a different it's a definitely a different lifestyle. Gotcha. Where did you what was your normal life? Where'd you grow up and stuff? Uh, I grew up around San Antonio. I moved to Corpus when I was 18 and that's like more of a beach city and a smaller city. Um, but yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, you know, and so the house is right next to each other and stuff. So this is different for me. You know, I get home and I'm like, kids go outside and play. And it's like, with who? (laughs) I mean, there's no one out there. (laughs) Yeah. Go play with the chickens. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys have any animals or anything? Uh, we've got, we've got, uh, dogs, Kate, my wife and I we used to rescue, um, okay. out of, like dogs and get them rehomed. And we, we just kept a few of them. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're rescue failures. Uh, we just keep them and <laughs> never let them get go. I like that term. I we've had, we've had kangaroos come. What's that? Sorry. I, I hadn't heard that term before rescue failures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've had kangaroos in the backyard. We've had a fox. We've had a bandicoot. We've had snakes, the most venomous snakes in the world. Mm-hmm. None of these things have lived, by the way. The dogs, they don't maul them, but they 
they shake them to death trying to play with them and oh, not, nothing ever lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Just weird and wonderful things. Goannas. Yeah, it's pretty wild here. It's, it's definitely the, uh, the great outdoors. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, you've got the property now. Is that, is that your forever home pretty much? Nah, nah. Well, when we finish the development, mm-hmm. uh, we'll either rent it out and move somewhere else. Okay. Get closer to each other. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the final question I typically ask in these interviews and, um, you know, we've got through some tactical stuff for sales teams and, uh, I typically ask at the end is about legacy. So when you think about your legacy, what does that look like for you? Uh, for me, I want to, I think it's all about, um, it's a tough question. I used to do things. <laughs> it is. It's a great question. I used to do things like, cause I, I have a history similar to Ryan. So okay. I've been in trouble with the law. I've had drug addiction, uh, been to prison, things like this. Um, so for me, it used to be about, and I think it's the same for Ryan. It used to be about proving everyone wrong. Right. Uh, and that'll only take you so far. It's a great driver. It's kind of from a negative place, but mm-hmm. it's proving to yourself that you can, that you can be successful and can be the better version of yourself, but it'll only take you. So what happens when you do prove everyone wrong? And I started to do that after being in business for a year, experienced quite a lot of success mm-hmm. early, quickly. So then what? And then I started to figure out um, to live up to your true potential and to have to have a great impact. Um, and then and then I started to figure out my legacy needed to be to um, for the people around me, whether it's the people we work with uh, or the people we work for, mm-hmm. uh, helping them live the best versions of their life. And we do that by connecting homeowners with trustworthy contractors. So being remembered for that and, and having great impact, that's something I'd love to be remembered for. No, that's great. Absolutely. So yeah. if our listeners are interested in, and obviously you do more than roofing advertising, how do, how do you feel about staying? Are, are you going to try and stay in that niche or do you want to kind of expand outside of that? So we do we do a lot of roofing. We do windows, um, siding, Home anything services. with the home except the solar. Prospect Bacon are the guys for that. They mm-hmm. they do that quite well, better than most, better than all, I think actually. Um, but yeah, we do we do pretty much everything else. So windows, siding, gutters, roofs, concreting, kitchens, baths. We do it all very very well. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. And where do they reach out to you if they're interested in getting those services done? Um, most people just reach out through my Facebook personal profile, the only Matt Smith. Um, oh, that's the team. actual, that's the actual line. I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> There's a million Matt Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's where most people find me. Absolutely. We'll include that in the uh, link here. And anything else you want nice. to cover before we hop off here? Um, just want to thank you for having me on today. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun jamming it out with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was uh, an honor when you reached out to me. I was like, oh, shit, Matt, Matt Smith's messaging me. You know what I mean? One of the OGs, <laughs> you know. I think uh, you had seen my my podcast trailer that Patrick Bolaños built for me. Yeah, that's so awesome. 
isn't it? Yeah, I, I really got to sick. I really got to enjoy the benefits for the first time at MDM. I must have shot gotcha. seven or eight uh, podcasts. Uh, Tony Kasai shot a podcast in there too, and nice. it was also the means of travel for our energy drinks as well. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that looked awesome. That's what caught my attention. I'm like, how good is this? Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. I thought you would like that from a marketing aspect for sure. And so, like, yeah. we, we infiltrated the whole event, and it was just so cool, like, walking around MDM and seeing our energy drinks in everybody's hands, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. And on the, on, I don't yeah. know if you know this, on the back of them, they had a QR code for a custom solar I heard quote. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So. Uh, That's awesome. That's how I would have done it. Just the infiltration method was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're gonna continue that. We we probably handed out about four thousand energy drinks or so. Wow! And that's because yeah. the second day Comerica shut us down because they have a contract with Coke, and they're like every um, every energy drink you hand out, you know, is a soda or a water or whatever we don't sell. And uh, so they, uh, Tyler Dozier moved us over to. Uh, the Rough Riders Ballpark. They had a you know platinum lunch, and then they had the David Goggins event that night, and we were a hit there yeah. too, because we were the only yeah. like giveaway there. You know what I mean? The only yeah. sponsor there as well. So that was pretty cool. That's so it worked great. out real well. All yeah. right, Matt. Well, it's been awesome having you on the uh, expert enemy skull drinker on my show here. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to Matt Smith, uh, his links will be in the show notes or the Matt Smith on Facebook. Appreciate you guys. Let's get building. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Remember, great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block until next time.